And so I've, I've heard and seen that a lot with, even within my friends who are business owners, they just get wrapped around the axle and it's all about them. Yeah, I've definitely seen where somebody feels like the business will fall apart if I step out. Yeah, yeah. And that to me says a lot about somebody's leadership. Totally, yeah. What kind of company are you running that's going to fall apart when you're not there? Who are the people that are surrounding you that the company's going to fall apart if you're not there? Right. And we're all just not that important. Yeah. Honestly. I mean, we're really just not that important. Welcome to One Next Step, the most practical business podcast in the world. You're now one simple tip, practical tool, and small step away from growing your business. One Next Step is brought to you by Belay, the incredible 100% remote organization revolutionizing productivity with virtual assistants, bookkeepers, and social media managers. Accomplish more, juggle less. Modern staffing from Belay. And now to your hosts. Welcome to One Next Step, the practical business podcast that helps you run your business so it stops running you. I'm LZ, and with me as always is my great friend, Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Hey, LZ. I am so excited to be here today. One, because of what we're talking about. Two, because it is a gorgeous day here in Atlanta today. And whenever you're listening to this podcast to our audience, I hope it's a beautiful day for you too as well. Because today we have a special masterclass where LZ and our CEO, Tricia, are going to talk about how to take time off as a business owner, hopefully, so you can get outside and enjoy some of that good weather. Yes, this is such a great topic. So many leaders are putting in 110% and failing to take advantage of the time they need to rest and relax. Now, that's no way to live. It leads to burnout and unhealthy habits as a leader. So today, T and I are talking about why leaders have to take time off, why it matters both mentally and physically, and how to set up processes to tactically take vacation time without affecting the business and team. Now, before we get started and jump into that conversation, I'd love to take a moment to tell our listeners all about Belay. With modern staffing from Belay, businesses and leaders can focus on growth without the unnecessary overhead or learning curve associated with hiring and onboarding full-time employees. Belay is the incredible 100% remote organization that is revolutionizing productivity with our virtual assistants, bookkeepers, and social media managers. Accomplish more and juggle less and get back to what only you can do, growing your business with modern staffing from Belay. Well, let's jump into today's conversation. Before we get started, I have to ask you a question. A fun okay. question for this, for this episode. Okay, so what has been the best vacation you have ever been on? Yeah, that's like a really hard question, only because I kind of categorize my vacations by like, you know, like a relaxing vacation or an adventuresome, you know, mm-hmm. vacation. I think that I've been blessed to travel a lot. Um, and so that's kind of a hard one to put on. I would say best beach vacation. I was really quite amazed with the Cayman Islands. Mm-hmm. And that's one yes. of the ones that we actually did together. Um, yes, we've been there together. Fun. Um, but yeah, it was just beautiful and the, mm-hmm. the people were so nice and very relaxing. I would say best adventure someone um, was a trip to Argentina, not for the podcast, but I was almost certain I was going to die in the middle of nowhere. So that was the adventure <laughs> someone. <laughs> oh, well. And I actually had a t-shirt on that said, let the adventure begin. And, uh-huh. uh, and so when I was worried I was going to be stuck out in the middle of nowhere and, and, uh, and die, it was quite fitting to have that shirt on. But, but no. So, yeah. But there was places. a lot of wine to make up for it. It was. It was. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? What would you say is your favorite vacation? Yeah. My favorite vacation. 
vacation was a um, girls trip I took with my daughters. Mm-hmm. Actually, last summer we went to Hawaii. And so mm-hmm. for my daughter Riley's graduation from high school, we agreed instead of having a graduation party or or whatnot, that her gift would be a trip. And she wanted to go to Hawaii. And so me, Riley, and her sister, Haley, the three of us, ventured off. And it, we had just the best time. And we did all the Hawaii things, you know, the luau's and the surfing. And we rented a Jeep and we took the top off. And, you know, yeah. all the things that you're supposed to do in Hawaii. And we had the best time. So that's, Aww, to me, the most memorable that vacation it was fun yes yes i remember all your beautiful pictures it looked incredible i mean it's a stunning place gosh so stunning yeah beautiful yeah it was it was awesome that's awesome. I love that. Yeah. And you and you are an excellent example of the topic today because I feel like um, you love to travel and you definitely make it a priority. So I'm super excited for you to share with our listeners, especially those who run a business or who are in those high level positions who just don't prioritize it like like you do. So that's going to be awesome. Well, thanks. It's been a work in progress. Yeah. But we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about the progress part, right? That's right. That's right. All right. Well, I think that we have a couple of questions here. So, you know, what are the mental barriers that keep business owners and leaders from taking time off? So, like, where do you feel like if we think back to yeah. your barriers, what did you struggle with the most? Yeah, I think, you know, I did, and I, and I still hear it in our team today, is that most people have guilt that tells them they can't step away because they have to be there for their team. They have to be there. The work has to get done. They have to be there. And so there's a lot of guilt or there's there's a story we tell ourselves that we have to do it. Nobody else can do it. And mm-hmm. so I can't I can't go. And there were years when I felt the same way where I couldn't take real PTO. We used to, you know, PTO, we used to call it pretend pretend time off yes. <laughs> right like yeah. you might not be sitting in your office but you're not really off either um, because you're still answering in an email or you're still getting a text message or a phone call but I think that's that to me is what I see the most is yeah. we put that on ourselves how about you you know I think for me it has been um I really love work mm. And so I'm going to kind of take this in a, in a little bit of a different angle and say it's, I have to be okay with not being busy. And mm-hmm. so even when I have the most supportive leader, i.e. you, and my, I have a great team who supports me, I miss it. And so I find mm-hmm. that, um, you know, I've had to have coaches and individuals speak into me that says, I know you love it. What you don't see is 10 years down the line when you're burnt out because you just didn't learn right. to take a break. And so... I think that that, you know, might speak to a lot of our our listeners out there who um, maybe do have a great team to support them, but they just can't get out of it themselves because they they might enjoy it. They might love what they do and they almost feel like um, they don't have any outside hobbies or other things Mm -hmm. to kind of get their attention. And so they just naturally gravitate all the way back in when they need to learn to love how to read a book or watch a TV show or take up knitting or golf. And you know me, I'll be like, oh my God, I have to get a life. So my backup hobby isn't work. Right. (laughs) Or I'll say I'm a recovering workaholic right because right an addiction to your job can be unhealthy 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so I, I feel like for me that that's been the biggest struggle is I just have so much fun doing what I do. But yeah. I do have to remember that um, it's not sustainable. Yes. And it's not sustainable for anybody. And so finding other things that get me excited mm -hmm. and pull my attention away mm -hmm. from always working. Okay. All right. So those are inter those are the things mentally we tell ourselves. What about the external barriers? Yeah, external barriers. I mean, for me, I think it would be um, not having the right team. Delegation. Yeah. Or the inability yeah. to feel, to be able right. to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So mentally, you're like, all right, TLZ, I got you. Mm -hmm. I know that I have to get out. I'm doing it. And then they go, mentally, they got it. And then they look around and they're like, uh, yeah, there's nobody there. Yeah. <laughs> Who am I going to give this to? <laughs> so. Yeah, so I totally agree. It's really, really hard to disconnect. Even if you've gotten through all of the mental barriers and maybe, or maybe it pairs with the mental barriers, you've told yourself that you should and you can take the time off and you're going to disconnect for all the reasons you should you still feel like there is work for you to do. It is your work. And there's literally nobody else able to do the work. Right. And maybe it's time sensitive so you can't defer the work. So mm -hmm. it's like something is due when you're supposed to be off. And literally it's the thing you do and you're the only one can do it. Yeah, yeah. I, I tend to think, though, that um, that's the easiest one to fix. Me too. Right? Because you just have to yeah. find the right people. The mental you know, the things that stop you mentally. Um, I mean, that's going to take coaches. That's going to take some counseling. <laughs> that's going to take a little bit more work to get you over that part of it. But but yeah, externals, it's hard. And, and you and I've been there. I mean, especially when you're growing an organization and you're watching your margins and you're trying to figure out what you can do yourself, you know, it's really hard when to know is the right time to add team members, which we have a podcast episode on that too. But it's hard to know when to add team members because you've you got to unplug. You have to be willing to pull yourself away. Yeah. Well, so that leads to like the next, you know, part of this conversation or question, if you will, is that, you know, we, we work with a lot of leaders, both mm -hmm. internally and clients and, and awesome vendors that we get to partner with. And so what would you say are some of the things you've heard other leaders share, whether today or in the past about what, you know, what's preventing them from taking the time off that they should? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it, you know, not to be redundant, but I do think it goes back to the things that we've talked about. Um, I also think that, you know, there is this underlying belief that you can only do it or you're the best at it. I think there's a little bit of ego mm -hmm. that I have seen with entrepreneurs when I've talked mm -hmm. with them. Like, um, I, it's my business. I own the business. Is it going to fall apart if I'm not there? Not So not thinking mm -hmm. of it from maybe an employee, like an executive kind of perspective, but, but somebody who's like a true business owner, I think their ego gets in their way is mm -hmm. what I have seen. And so they might be okay taking a day or two but the idea of actually taking a week off or two weeks off, like a sabbatical, um, they can't fathom it because they just are like, this place isn't going to survive without me. Yes. And so I've, I've heard and seen that a lot with, even within my friends who are mm -hmm. business owners, they just get wrapped around the axle and it's all about them. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely seen where somebody feels like the business will fall apart if I step out. Yeah. Yeah. And that to me says a lot about somebody's leadership. Totally, yes. What kind of company are you running that's going to fall apart when you're not there? Who are the people that are surrounding you that the company's going to fall apart if you're not there? Right, yeah, yeah. And we're all just not that important, honestly. Yeah. I mean, we're really just not that important. 
No. And, and the future growth of your organization can't depend only on you. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot of other stuff that we could talk about. I mean, you know, valuations and if you mm-hmm. have an exit plan or, or you're thinking about your legacy. I mean, at some point, I hate to break it to you, but at some point you're not going to be here. And if you want your business to be here, you've got to start letting it go and you have to start trusting right? Trust the key. You have to start trusting other people to execute on your vision. And if they're not able to execute on your vision, then it goes back to what you said. You're a poor leader because you're not communicating what the vision is, what the why is. Why are your employees Mm -hmm. there? Why are they doing this every day? You have to be willing to communicate and communicate it well so they don't forget it. Yes. And then I would say from a leadership perspective, an executive perspective, I have seen people kind of in the same vein Mm-hmm. not let go of things because they like to feel important. Right. They're important because they are needed and they want to be needed by the business or the team so they don't delegate something. They hold on to it and keep it for themselves and say, I am needed right. to do this thing. And maybe I see that because we work with a lot of women and women right. have maybe this desire to be needed and to help and to yeah. serve. But like, we want to be needed. I've seen leaders who won't let things go because they they feel like they're important because they have to do the thing. And so then you know, they may feel important, but then also it just prevents prevents you from being able to disconnect and take time off because you've created an environment where you're needed. Right. <laughs> Which yes. ideally, the goal for my seat is to create one where you're not needed. Sure. <laughs> so it's going the wrong direction. Totally. Create the environment and the team that doesn't need you. Right. That's great leadership, right? Yes, yes. And if there's anything that that your ego is going to trip you up on, don't make it that people need you, right? Sit around and go, hey, look at me. I'm a great leader because I delegated and I trust people and they're able to do it without me and celebrate that, right? Yes. I mean, I take great pride in the fact that I could take a week of vacation and the machine runs without me. Like That gives me pride that I can step away and say, didn't miss a beat. I took a whole entire week's vacation. I didn't worry. I was able to disconnect and everybody did their thing the way they were supposed to do their thing. And I'll just get caught up when I get back. Yeah. That to me is winning. Right. Yes, that is winning. What are maybe some practical things? Because I feel like you've done a great job of like, like I said in the beginning of building it in, right? And I feel like you are um, a fantastic planner. And so there's actually some tactical things that I have seen you do, even in the seasons where maybe mentally you weren't quite there yet, because maybe we didn't have the team, you know, thinking back 10 years ago, I feel like you had done some things tactically or or practically that started to get you to that point of where your then your mentality of, Mm -hmm. hey, let me unplug was able to finally catch up with each other. Yeah, yeah. And I know you have a great story as well. But yeah, for me, um, I was really the typical storybook executive who was working too much, burning myself out, burning everything at both ends of the table, not taking real PTO. At the end of the year, I was throwing away PTO because I wasn't using all the time, like all the horrible things. Y'all listening to hear me. (laughs) I was there. And, uh, you know, I... 
got to the place where I really hit a wall. And yeah. I remember my boss, you know, my boss at the time, I'm just saying, oh, my God, I'm so overwhelmed. I'm exhausted. And and he said, I mean, you're literally doing this to yourself. I am not telling you you should be working all these hours. You have right. to learn to put up boundaries. I am not applying this pressure on you to work all this. Mm-hmm. You need to find your boundaries. So it was that. Then... You, add, you marry that with the lifestyle that my husband likes to lead. And you know this because you know Paul. Yes, yes. My husband, you know, always says, and this has been quoted a few times, like, we don't live to work. We work to live. And he says it all the time. Yes. <laughs> and he's like, your life is not your work. Your work supports your life. Like, you have it backwards. And so between those two things, I really got those were the catalysts for me to go. I have to make a change. And so I immediately just started putting a plan together and saying, okay, what are my goals? And my goals, you know, were use all your PTO. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a goal. That was a goal. Use them all your days. You've earned them. They're given to you. Why would you not use them? So now still today I have goals like don't lose any of my days. Use them all. And so even... Today, as we sit, I mean, I have most of my PTO planned for the entire year because my goal is to not lose any of it and I should use it all. That's goal number one. And then the second goal was when I'm taking that time to actually be present in that time. Yes. So don't fake work. Don't take fake pretend PTO. It happens. One of the things that I've done that has helped me, and I know you do this as well and other leaders, is I don't always take an a full PTO day, I'll take a six hour PTO day. Mm -hmm. Because if I'm being honest with myself, I'm probably going to check email twice for an hour each throughout the day. Yeah, sometimes. And so those, those setting a goal to use the time and then setting a goal to actually change um, Mm -hmm. how I use that time mattered. And then the last thing for me that was very practically helped me is that um, as I was trying to like wean myself off of work was turn off all of my notifications everywhere. Yeah. So my phone, I don't get email pop still to this day. This has been like five years. I have no email notifications on my phone. I get no Slack notifications on my phone. Uh, Mm -hmm. Sometimes I've taken my email deleted my email from my phone. that. Yes. I was yes. like, I am deleting my email from my phone on vacation because I have yes. to like force the disconnection. So right. yeah, th- those are things like tactically I've done. And it's kind of like any other new skill set. Like once you figure out how this works, it's like an awesome working muscle and it's easy. Mm-hmm. So yes. now I know how to really do it. Right. That's my story. How about you? No, I mean, I think it's I think it's all the things you said. I think it's the intentionality behind it. I think it's going in with a plan, and I think it's scheduling it out. Because things that don't get planned and don't get scheduled don't get done. And so if you're like, yeah, 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 I'm going to see how, uh, for me, as, as a CFO, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 I'm going to see how tax t- season turns out. And if I, if I, there looks like I, I got a week in there, it looks like I got a day in there, then I'll just go ahead and put it in. Instead of starting to sit there mm-hmm. and go, okay, well, you know, my daughter's a senior this year. So, hey, I know this is my last mm-hmm. spring break that I kind of have control over. So um, spring break is not a great time for a CFO. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. It's right in the middle of when everything happens financially. It's, you know, but for me, it's important. And so I started to plan what it looks like for me to be gone during that time period because I owe it to my daughter to be present. I can't mm-hmm. get that time back. 
with her. And so I owe it to her to be present. And so I started planning that long before we got to where we are now, where it's, you know, a, a month away. And so that intentionality and that planning mm-hmm. helps it, you set it up so that when it does come, it's a lot harder to cancel something um, mm-hmm. than it is to schedule Especially something. Especially on your child. Yes, right, <laughs> no, right, right. No, 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 no. So, um, so I find that scheduling things in advance, mm-hmm. you just mentioned it, you've, you've got yours all scheduled throughout the year. I don't have that. But I do try my best to think about it ahead of time so that, number one, I can let my team know. Mm-hmm. And then mentally, it helps me get prepared to kind of walk away. Because again, I shared at the beginning of the episode that I like what I do. And I want to be involved and I want to hear what's going on because I think Blaze amazing. And so it starts to help me mentally get prepared that, no, no, you're going to work on what you want to work on, you know, things that are beneficial for you and your family and your health. And so I think intentionality goes a long way. Putting deposits down on things also helps because <laughs> then you're going to go. You're and financially most, committed. <laughs> right. Financially committed always helps. People don't want to lose that money to do that. And then an accountability partner. Yeah. You know, I'm fortunate that, um, you know, not only do I, you know, get the opportunity to work for you, but you're also my best friend. And so you'll keep me accountable, you know, as well, you know, my husband and other friends that I'm surrounded with about, hey, you, you know, you're not looking too good. Have you taken a, a vacation recently or what you got planned? Um, I think that that is good tactical advice. Um, even your executive assistant. You're looking like you need a massage. Yes, <laughs> yes, and not be offended you. by it. <laughs> yes. uh, but that's one of the things you know I, I created for for Kate and I is a as an expectations kind of document we first started working together. Um, and that's one of the expectations that I have for her is that she keeps me accountable for things, mm-hmm. my goals and, um, you know, my hopes and dreams and all those things that I share with her that, you know, she can come alongside me and keep me accountable for that. And so I think that... Yeah. If you think about the the mental blocks um, and getting over those and the external blocks, really the practical advice is, you know, you got to schedule it and got to find yeah. someone to keep you accountable for it. Yeah, yeah, and the v- and your executive assistant's the best one. I mean, my 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 yeah. Cameron will yell at me, legit, yes. if I am working on a day that she knows I'm supposed to be on PTO. Like if I send right. an email. I will get a text message. Why are you in your inbox? You're on PTO. I will handle your email. <laughs> right. I'm not afraid of her at this point. No. But, you know, the the intention is that she's she's making sure I am not getting sucked in to yes. the things that I, you know, to your point, I want to have a, I have a response. And so I feel like giving one, even though I might be sitting on a beach and I should not be responding. So and here's, the, yeah. here's the last thing I want to say about PTO also before we get into an actually super awesome bonus question here at the end. But what I was going to say is that you don't actually have to have something planned to have PTO because I've heard people say, well, I don't want to waste my time and I don't have a trip plan. So I don't know when I'm going to use it. You know, I don't, you know, we can't afford, we're not going to afford to take all these vacations. So I'm not going to use it. And I, and I said, that is, you don't have to be taking a trip somewhere to be using your time off. I mean, I use a lot of my time off is used for I'm home. I'm taking a day because I'm having a self care day. I'm getting my nails done. I have a hair appointment, you know, and I'll do it on a Thursday instead of on a Saturday so that my Saturday I can just be home relaxed with the family or we're doing something fun. So I think not to let it ride or roll or be forgotten because you don't have some vacation trip planned. 
I mean, staycations are honestly even more relaxing and rejuvenating and refreshing than a vacation that could be stressful and flights and travel and and family and all the things. So I Mm -hmm. say, you know, marry your time with the staycation time, just days off to do life, go shopping, see a girlfriend for lunch. And so I, I do, you know, a handful of those where I just put time off where I'm actually, I mean, I'm not going anywhere, but I just need to get caught up on life stuff. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good point and definitely shouldn't be missed because uh, I, I'm in agreement. I was thinking the other day that I remember uh, 2020 and uh, had spring break. Uh, no, maybe, it, well, yeah, it was death had to be spring break planned for my kids. And of course, that's when we had the shutdown. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I ended up painting my screened in, yeah, remember Notice. that? My screen and porch. Yes. Yeah. And uh, it's time to be painted again. And I'm like, oh, but I did it in the whole week, right? Because, yeah. it's, you know, I had to paint the floor and move everything out the way. And I'm like, I need to take another <laughs> week of vacation to paint the porch. But I was like, oh, yes. what a gift that was yeah. um, that I had that time to do. And it would not have gotten done had I had to cancel my, yeah. my plans and my vacations. But to me, that was really uh, sort of a wake-up call that I needed to do that more often because uh, I think we'd all agree weekends are not long enough. No. And they get full of plans and things. And it's really hard to protect the time where you can just shut off um, and, you know, get things done, get errands done. Like you said, go visit a a friend for lunch. Go do life things on like a Tuesday. Yeah, on a Tuesday. Oh gosh, shopping on a Tuesday? Like that is glorious. glorious. You would be the only lady in home goods. I don't know what's going on that. That's right. (laughs) Starbucks and home goods? I might feel like I'm in heaven. Perfect Tuesday. Hot chocolate Starbucks. Let me clarify. I'm okay. not a coffee drinker. Yes, so it's, it's hot chocolate, yeah. which is like dessert in a cup and home goods. So. Especially with the whipped cream. That, that's oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Only every once in a while do I allow myself yeah. the whipped cream. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, this conversation has been so good. Both Trisha and I are going to hang around a little while longer. You guys know this because we have been putting together some amazing bonus content for you. After this interview, we're going to answer one more question. And it's going to be about the pre-vacation sprint so that many people find themselves in before taking time off. You absolutely don't want to miss it. In order to hear the clip, you need to subscribe to our email list and we'll send you a link to our bonus content. Or you can always visit onenextsteppodcast.com where you can find the link in our show notes. LZ, that was such a good conversation with Trisha. I particularly loved your advice about putting deposits down on a trip so you have financial incentive to actually go. That's a real life hack. (laughs) Thanks, Ryan. I've done it once or twice to motivate me. I mean, nobody wants to lose a deposit, right? I always love masterclass episodes with Trisha, but I think my favorite takeaway was in the bonus content. So listeners, make sure you catch that. Now, as you know, Ryan, every week we offer one next step for our listeners. This week we're offering Belay's delegation ebook, Delegate to Elevate. Head on over to our show notes page to download it now to kickstart your delegation journey. Well, thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode of One Next Step. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. You can find us anywhere podcasts are found. And if you're ready to start accomplishing more and juggling less, go to belaysolutions.com. 
Join us next time for more practical business tips and tools to help you advance your business one step at a time. For more episodes, show notes, and helpful resources, visit OneNextStepPodcast.com. Join us next week for an important and meaningful masterclass episode with Belay's own Tonya Bennis and Beth Thompson. They'll be sharing Belay's journey of building a culture of diversity and inclusion, as well as discussing why this is such an important topic for any company. Here's a quick preview. Two of our top core values are God and team. And we truly hold to the idea that we've all been created in the image of God, and therefore we all deserve to be valued. Additionally, you know, if companies want to attract and retain top talent, it is absolutely incumbent on us to focus on inclusion and belonging. And the thing is, if you achieve that level of engagement, you're not gonna have to worry about retention. Because if your employees can bring their authentic selves to work, they will naturally be working from a place of strength. 